Welcome to another episode of the Child Care Bar and Grill Podcast. I'm Jeff Johnson. I'm here with Danita Dinger. How are you, Danita? I am good. And Lisa Murphy. How are you? Woo! Lisa's we, in the house. We've uh, got four bottles of wine open. We've got two empty, and we just had a shot of Jaeger. And this episode, we're going to be talking about no. 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 All right, so where do we get started? You know, I was just thinking... From the adult perspective. I know. I do that occasionally. But, you know, like customer service-wise, how do you feel when you go and ask something at a customer service counter and you get a no? Don't you, like... What do you do? Feel ashamed, almost, that you even thought to ask that? Or, or, yeah, what do you do? And so... I think it could be the intonation used when you receive the no. Yep. If there's a, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am, we can't do that. But we can. But you can always kind of tell if they just don't want to. Right. Right. Which I, I think totally applies to our work. I yeah. Think, oh, I, yeah. I think piss off. I'm not shopping here anymore. Oh, well, you would say that. Yeah, that's kind of kind of the way I roll. Um, so. No stops the action. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump from customer service yeah. to kids. Yeah. Our work. Well, I no think there's st- a direct correlation to how an adult would feel at that moment compared to, depending on how they say it to you. Because if you, if the answer is no, I mean, sometimes the answer just is no, but to follow it up or even to state, well, this is what you can do instead of even going to the word no. You know, if you ask and the answer is no, finding another way around it without saying the word no or no, but you can, just like in customer service, no, but we can do this for you. No. Yeah. Go on. Okay. So when is no the right response? Well, see, that's where I'm not really sure because I'm a say yes as often as possible kind of girl. I, I have like, a, in fact, I was going to do a shot on um, no because I have such, I think, a, a strong position on it. I've kind of adapted um, Heather Schumacher, the author of How Is How Is the Whole Thing. It's okay not to share and other renegade rules. Whoa, wait, time out. Danita's, Danita's. Yes, I've read. I've read a book. Danita's read okay, a book I've read since half last a time book. we've recorded. But wow. I love, and, and, you know, and I, I think about it and I'm like, well, that is basically what I do because it's like if it's going to hurt a friend or if it's going to hurt something, it's not okay. And so a lot of times if a, if a child will come up to me and ask me and the answer is clearly no, I will say to them, well, let's think about that. Is it going to hurt a friend or is it going to hurt something? And then that way they supply the answer. Okay. And so then they own it. I, I think, you know, if there's going to be a bone sticking out, and we can prevent it with a known may- no, maybe. But like Lisa, I'm kind of uh, prone to the in, in favor of the yes, and not only the yes, but yes and. Mm-hmm. And it's something that comes from a lot of improv uh, people that that you try to you try to you keep just the keep it positive going. and keep keep the motion going. And in the in the uh, in the let them play book we we did we talked about a vacation mindset, and that's kind of a yes mindset. It's that that mindset you get when you're you're hanging down on the beach or you're out camping and everything, and and everything becomes okay. Okay, because you've taken yourself out of the stressfulness of your of your daily life, and so I like I really like that vacation mindset. When we were in uh, we were in Hawaii a couple of years ago, I was lucky enough to, to to get to do a keynote over there, and what awesome job I've got. Um, and we're hanging out on, on the Big Island, and we're, there's a couple uh, uh, in, in this park. There's some some lava tubes, and one of them is all well lit and everything. And we go walk through there, and Tasha's with me, and and there's one right next to it that's got a kind of a sign that says enter at your own risk 
And so I've got my little grocery store flashlight, and I head in there, and I get maybe a, a hundred yards in, and I come across this kid. He must be six or eight years old, and he's got the the little LCD headlight on, yeah, and he's yeah, got yeah. two a hand a flashlight in each hand, and he's he's like inches away from the wall of this lava tube, just just investigating. And his dad is standing there with his flashlight off, and he and, and we talk a little bit. And he says, "You know, we've been in here for three hours." Mm. And I'm not sure how long the batteries are going to last. But if we were at home, we wouldn't be doing this. We wouldn't be together for this amount of time. And so I'm just going with it. And I recorded a shot about this a couple of weeks ago. This, mm. this is that kind of yes mindset that we just kind of go with the flow. But way too often the, the stress and anxiety and schedules of early learning, whether you're a parent or a caregiver, turn you to this no mindset that gets, makes it very difficult to do the job. Well, in Lisa's words, years ago, the first time I heard you present, well, the only time, I think I've only heard you speak one time, Lisa. Mm. Um, but we you spoke to loudly to me was the control of the supply cabinet. And, and how, how you for, should not do it. Right, and not be that person. The keeper and, of the stuff. Keeper of the stuff and just go, no, because that's special stuff and you can't have it. And it's like, it was a huge eye-opener for me because it's like, I do that. I did that. I totally did that. I bought stuff and saved it for a special day. Well, why? why? Why isn't right now that special day? Or something that the kids love so much and they know I have and they request it used to just be a, a no just simply because I don't feel like walking over to where my closet was or I just simply had control problems and needed to be in control and it wasn't in my plan or whatever the reason was. But that was, you know, there's been many aha moments in my journey and that was one of my big aha moments and I work very, very hard on that now. So you are in my thoughts almost every single day, Lisa, because Thank every you. single day somebody asks for something that is not out or was not in the plans. And I always hear Lisa going, doing Go your, get it. your cabinet. Yep. And just why? Why not? Go get it. Why? Well, what I've started asking the audience members is, are you shutting it down because somebody is about to get hurt mm-hmm. or do you just not like it? Yeah. And, and, and I know I sound like the workshop right now, but it's very true is, you know, with all the love in my heart, I, I don't need you to like it. I don't need you to understand it. I don't need you to get it. But if people aren't about to get hurt, maybe you just need to take a deep breath and, and walk away and ask yourself, what is the worst possible thing that's going to happen? Cause we shut stuff down because we don't like it and or, it needs to go so much deeper than that. And, you know, from a family childcare perspective where you're the only one with the children and you know that's just going to raise it maybe you're just you're having an off day off days happen and you need to know where you're at too and where you're you're going to stay calm and collected with the children is it going to raise it to a point where you know but you, you know just what I'm going to interrupt you I'm going to interrupt what you here what do you suggest well I am is that go back to the secret to good providing good teaching is controlling the environment so if you wake up already knowing you're kind of in that space I have a crabby day or crabby hat for that that's fine (laughs) however that means that you have a little bit more responsibility to get in your space and get rid of the things that are going to make you more likely to say no than maybe more than normal and sometimes it's out of your control the school may be calling and your child has issues and they're in the office now principal needs to talk but, to but you. But let's and, talk about the stuff you know, that you can situations. control. If you wake up in that space that day and you know today's not going to be the day for the toddlers to be messing around with yarn and glue and scissors and flubber, right, then you're you better served putting it out of sight and out of mind. But that's what I mean then is what if they ask for those things, then 
Well, and but you maybe know that you're enough, not maybe in the you've mindset. had enough well, yeah, of the day to go true. and be yep. like, okay, we didn't start at six in the morning with this. I've had a little bit of time to kind of calm down and get get more balanced. And you know what? You know what? You, I know you're really wanting some glue. Let's go get some of that yep. glue. So now the glue is out, and then maybe I can facilitate that and bring myself kind of back to where we, we want to make sure that the environment allows us to say yes as often as possible. And in the bigger picture, not necessarily us three individually sitting here, but in the bigger picture for the listeners, that means that you make the time to get rid of what those no no's might be. Yep. Oh, you got, you got to completely. And that's one of my you favorite things You got to deal with your too. own crap. You do, yeah. but you need to also make sure that your environment isn't adding to it with unnecessarily. Absolutely. Yep. And that's why I say to people like with messy plays, you got to know, you got to get there, you know, cause I used to have big issues with a lot of messy play and now you should see, but I figured it out. I figured out how I can stay calm and control the environment so that I'm not controlling the kids in it. So, and it has to do with a hand-washing bucket. It was that simple. I just needed a designated hand-washing bucket right there where they're not traipsing all the way across the carpet to the bathroom to clean up cleanup is right next beside it and that's the same you know just controlling that environment so it's where you can maintain your cool and calm and the kids are happy and life is good and so so much of it is about control because uh in the burnout stuff i do i meet a lot of caregivers who feel out of control Mm -hmm. in the rest of their life they're away from work life and then you bring them into this environment where they got these little people running around and they are in control and no becomes very powerful for them because these little people do what they say for the most part. And so this may be the only time, you know, this, this eight hours at work is the only time in their 24 hour day where they feel totally in control of their lives. And this can, this can be a great thing, uh, for, for them. It's very powerful feeling and everything, but it, it, it doesn't really do a lot for the kids. And so, so what I'm always urging is that they, they figure out where they need more control in their personal lives and seek that out and, and not they, try and get it from the children. And then they don't have to get it so much from the kids because Correct. the kids need to own their own learning. The other thing is that that when we say that, that the good side of no is that when care, caregivers are, especially I think family child care people, but are, are very eager to say yes to things. Can you make cupcakes for the bake sale? Yeah. Can you watch the church, mm. the church nursery? You're so good with the kids. Yes. And so their schedules fill up and they don't have time to take care of themselves. So one thing I... I advocate for is them them saying no to the things in their lives that they really don't want to do. Well, and they should be able to do it. They're home all day, for goodness sake. Well, yeah, you should. I mean, you're just watching Dr. Oz and making... (laughs) Yeah, but if you're saying yes all the time to some of that stuff that you don't really want to do, then you're depleting yourself. So that's why then you throw out the no all the time with the little guys in your life because then, by golly, I can be the boss of you. Yeah, and so when when you can say no to the stuff that doesn't fit into your life, you can say yes to the stuff that works for you. That puts you in a different mindset, and then it's easier to turn in, tune in, and, and create these yes and environments for the kids in their program. And, and back to like, you know, one of my issues is with if the school calls, Leroy and I have an agreement, my husband and I, his number goes first on everything because it's easier for him to step aside from his job than it is for me to mentally step aside from my job. The problem is, is I have to say no a few times because the school always just assumes the mother. Mm-hmm. And then there's the mama guilt that comes with that because the school nurse calls me first or the principal calls me. For, and it's like, can you please call Leroy? He can he can deal with this right now. But then it's the putting your child sec. You know, there's just one thing. It's just snowballs. There's, yeah. Okay, so let's go a different direction for a minute. What have you, how have you reacted? Tell me a story about how you've reacted when somebody's t- 
told you no? As an adult? As an adult or as a kid. Just Ooh. in your well, life. I any get, any I get, memories? I get mad. I can't think of a specific time, but I'm, I'm a very stubborn and strong-willed person, and I will Great. find whoa, a way. Whoa, whoa, back up. Really? <laughs> and I will find a way to turn that no into a yes, or I will just do it anyway. I would have been an awful kid in a family childcare program <laughs> if I would have had laminating lady. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, there would have been lots of oh, See, these are those questions that throw me a curveball when you do this. I know, okay, well, I'm thinking, thinking, I'm like, you think of one, I got a story. Okay, you Okay, tell so us. I'm in middle school. And it's like Friday night, and I want to so go. So do you just ask us when really you just have a story? Maybe See, I no. think he pre-plans this. He plans ahead. No, usually, usually <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't have a story. Mm-hmm. But yeah. this one, actually, this one just popped in my mind for a long time. Middle school, okay? It's like seventh grade, and it's Friday night, and I want to go roller skating because this is like the 80s, early 80s, and that's what do, you do. do, 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 do and do, do, do. And for whatever reason, my mom says no. And so I'm like, well, hell no, I'm not going to listen. No, I don't say that. I just I just kind of disappear. And I decide to walk to the roller rink, which is like two and a half miles, because there's this there's this young chick. No, it's not that one over there. It's a different one. Oh, <laughs> so it was, pre, um, it was pre-Pacifics. T- what was it? The Pacific, what kind of swimming Ocean. suit did you have? Ocean Pacific swimming suit days? Yeah, that was, that was, okay. that was actually a, a week ago last Monday. It was 27 years ago since Tasha picked me up. But And so I walk out to the roller rink because there's this, I can't even remember her name, but she was blonde and her hair was I bet feathered. Tasha remembers her name. Nope, this was, <laughs> this was oh, pre-Tasha. Okay. I don't know if she's heard the story. Um, Probably her, Louise. Blonde Let's call her, her Louise. Blonde, and her hair was feathered, and I, I just needed to couple skate with her. And, uh, <laughs> or the hokey pokey. <laughs> and, and so so I walk up there and end up getting a ride home from her mom or something. And I can't, I'm sure I got in trouble, but I don't remember what the trouble was, and it was, it was worth it. <laughs> okay, I've got a no story. So <clears throat> I was at a speaking gig, and they put me up in this awesome hotel, and that's when Herman came into my life and Herman is fancy soap like carved like a buffalo and I've never gotten such fancy soap at a hotel before and so after my first night I put Herman in my suitcase fully expecting another Herman the next morning and I was loud and clearly told no by housekeeping because I got new everything else but no new Herman so since I said I don't take the answer no very often when I left the hotel on my final day just so happened that I passed by the housekeeping cart and there was a whole bunch of Hermans sitting there so I helped myself to a couple more Hermans and now a couple more how many actually I, I only have three because they came in a box she backed up her rental car and <laughs> yeah. so I only snagged two but the funny part of the story is then I get to the airport and I'm going through security and they pull my purse aside and my computer bag aside dun 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 because they were all in the same container Container, the and they said, had gone they off. said, ma'am, you need to step over here. Well, actually, I said, ma'am, you got to step over here. And it was very nice TSA. I mean, I was impressed. So kind. And um, You fixing to steal some soap? Well, no. She said, there's something, there's some identifiable object in here. So she needs me to go through and figure out what it is. I'm like, okay. But she goes, do you have liquids in here? And I said, no. I said, I made sure because I've been caught for that before. I said, so no, there's no liquids in there. She goes through, she pulls out my two Hermans. And she said, I wonder if it's these guys. <laughs> and I'm like, if you 
confiscate my Hermans that After I stole. I stole them off the yep, housekeeping yep, cart. Yep. Plus, there was one more in my 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 suitcase that had gone through for carry on too. So I'm like, well, if you're busting these two Hermans, I want to say, well, there's another one in that bag if you want to take them back. But end of the story is that they did not let me uh, spoil my plans to destroy the world with buffalo soap. <laughs> the buffalo soap made it onto the airplane. I I don't <laughs> say no. I really don't. But has anybody no, ever but said have you no t- to been you? No, no. Has Tom has Tom Murphy ever said no to you? Cricket. Tom, cricket. you may call in. Cricket. cricket. Tom can call in. He's too busy on a motorcycle ride. What if you wanted six pair of new cowgirl boots? And it wasn't your year. You, you know, quite well. Here's the thing. I mean, and and I don't want to sound like. See, I hate these questions because then I'm like, oh, and then tomorrow morning I'm gonna be like, I have three <laughs> no stories. Exactly. I'm the same way, Lisa. I'm still the same way. Here, may Herman bring may you Herman a story. Bring, Maybe Herman. See, will bring Tom you. Murphy. He doesn't tell me no. So occasionally, if he does say like, I listen because, but but right now I can't think of the last time he did it well and and yes and is is a lot of fun isn't it well I've always even even as a kid I remember being raised like that so I kind of approached the profession with that and it was neat along the way to like have it reinforced like mm-hmm. with Dan Hodges and stuff and in all that but I don't I don't yeah I don't I'm at a I'm at a loss no I don't have a no, no. story <laughs> I See, I was raised with no. In fact, my mom threw no out last night. We were grilling out, and uh, what my does son, grilling out mean? Grilling out? Oh, you're not from South Dakota. You 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 cook your food on the grill. You mean like a barbecue? Yeah. Oh, and okay. you grill out. Got it. Yeah, like, on the deck. As opposed to in. And so anyway, in and out. Then we don't need to go there. <laughs> so we uh, um, are chatting, and my son, 13 year old Landon, has uh, he just wants to build and create and build and build and build and. You know, with regulations and stuff for family child care, I can't have them build stuff in our yard because it wouldn't be safe for the kids, blah, 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 blah. And I'm always like, Landon, you need to go to the farm. I grew up on a farm. I'm like, you need to go to the farm and build something with Grandpa. There's so many trees, you can build the coolest tree house. And my mom's like, oh, Landon, you don't want to do that. And I'm like, Mother, why not? Oh, he wouldn't want to go out in that grove of trees. It's gross. I go, it's not gross. Dad, my, my dad is not one of those farmers that puts all your stuff that doesn't work in the grove of trees. It is a clean grove of trees. She's like, there's clean. weeds. <laughs> there's weeds and cockleburs out there. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you might get hurt by weeds and cockleburs. And I thought, how did I turn? No wonder I, because I used to be a no person. I definitely, I've improved. I'm not perfect by any means. I well, still say no. I still say no when the answer should be yes. And I'm well aware of it. Um, but... I've never, I'm, I'm a very imperfect person, but, um, now I know why I was the way that I was because my mom is very much, and I love my mom to pieces. Don't take that wrong at all. But she was very much a person to find the reasons why something would not work instead of why something would work. That would be a fixed mindset. Which is going to be coming up in a future Future episode, Carol Dweck, um, um, what would the word influenced Carol Dweck D W E C K influenced podcast? And so it is possible to change from being a a no mindset person to a yes Absolutely. mindset person. I, I I married one, and she's sitting over in the corner trying not to be on the video feed right now. Um, Were you a no? I'll mimic her. Yes? She's going oh, like you, this. You used to be a no person, huh? Okay, so here's so what what allowed you to kind of can you can anybody hear me, baby? Well, yeah, you're like a Tasha used to be very anal retentive. What else did you say? Anal retentive and no person. Anal retentive and a no person. Okay, so here. So what attracted you to Jeff? 
Oh, it's my boyish good looks. He was good looking and had a generic last name. <laughs> I need water. I'll be right back. Okay, so here's here's last Saturday night. We're at this at this big. Fam- I remember that story. We're at this we're at this the big we're at this big family child care conference, and we've been we've been. We've been quarantined in this at this resort, beautiful resort, five store resort for days. But now we take a we take with some other people. We take a trolley into into Scottsdale, and uh, and we're we're getting together for dinner with some of our buddies from Wyoming. Yeah, great ice machine ice machine during the podcast. That's great audio. Oh my gosh, we're gonna get complaints about this. And anyway, so we're down in Scottsdale, and we go to this. We find this great uh, taco tequila place. They got like 101 tequilas on it, on the shelf there, and everything. And Tasha gets this this shirt that says "Save Water, Drink Tequila." And Woo-hoo! and the other girls that are with us get those. And and then somebody says, my buddy Lori, who's uh, on the board of the National Family Child Care Association, uh, says, "Hey, tattoo tattoo place right down the street. Let's go over there just to look." And she'll be just go over to there. Look here, hold. My beer, famous and, last word. Tasha, show and, them what it looked like. And and <laughs> and Lori and Tasha end up getting uh, cactus tattoos because we're in Scottsdale, Arizona, of course, sure. and it makes it makes perfect sense. Um, the the woman I married would not do such a thing, but the woman really? I married too. Isn't that did. fun? And so we can change the way we we the way we approach life, the way we approach situations like this. And so, can we come up with any any practical advice for listeners about how to change from a no mindset to a yes and stop mindset? Stop before you think, and or stop and stop and think before you speak. Mm-hmm. You know, is the no that I'm about to throw down? Is it protecting somebody? Is it keeping somebody safe? And and don't overthink it. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Is somebody about to get hurt? And if if somebody's not about to get hurt, then ask yourself another question. Because if if nobody's about to get hurt, the ten seconds it's going to take you to bring yourself through this question process, you're fi- you're fine. It's a minute out of the day. It feels like an hour, but it's not. Stop. It's like a stop, look, and listen kind of thing. Stop. Look around. Listen. Think about what you're about to say. Who is needing this actually shut down? Are you better served moving in and asking for clarification? We started asking the kids, what's your plan? You know, what's your plan? What do you, what do you think? And tell me, tell me what you think you might be needing that uh, plywood and spool and toddler for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that story that I tell. When the kids went behind the shed with a spool and a two-by-four and a toddler. Spool, and I thought, like one of those big wire Like things? a big wire spool. So like they're making a catapult steal, Like a thing. toddler yeah. catapult. Yeah. The kid's going to be in another county, Woo! right? You know, but we didn't say no. We said, what's, what, your, plan? what's your plan? And, and so kind of to Danita's point is that even if I'm – even if I know going into it that I'm going to end up redirecting it, I have already calmed down. I've thought it through, and I'm not leading with some kind of barky, 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 that's bark. That's the key. It's just because you have let it go. You can still redirect it. Lisa, redirecting, that's though, so is not important saying to know. no, though. No, I know it, but that's something people forget. That But redirecting is not, stop it, go right. find no, something no, else no, to no, do. No, because no. that's, uh-uh. now you've no, got to No, but mad, it's still yeah. being there in the moment and... It's not like you're saying, yeah, go, and you have no idea what's going to become of this. You're still right there, and you can still monitor it. But even if I'm saying yes. check the safety of it. I'm not just letting it go. Even if I say yes, I'm Well, that's what I mean, is that you're saying yes to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but that saying yes isn't like... Okay, now all hell's gonna break loose, and you got no control of it. Or, or I'm just still, letting it happen, and I'm inside right, watching. You yeah. Know, TV. Right. 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 You're still right there, and if the unthinkable, you know, something happens that you didn't foresee or whatever, you still have the control of saying, "Well, let's pause," you know, or take a little, let's take a little break. That's what I'll usually say. Let's just take a break. 
Let's think about this. <laughs> but I'll are you say. saying who 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 are you saying that for though, love? Who's needing the break? Are the kids actually needing it, or are you needing? Yeah, it? because like it's just gotten. Okay, they say they got sticks and in their hi yeah yeah yeah, and you know someone gets poked in the eye. Let's take a break. Let's talk about this. Was that? Do we need to be more cautious with those sticks? Do you guys need to be thinking more about them? This might be something you can play, but you got to be. It's not because we use pool noodles a lot, and we use sticks. And we use PVC pipes. And so there's a difference. There's different kinds of play sure. they can do with each. And so they need to learn to control. And I think it's good for them to have those opportunities. But sometimes I need to go, well, we got to take a little break. Let's talk. What are you using right now? Think about it. What's in your hand? Is it a pool noodle? Can you hit a friend hard with a, with, you, you don't have a pool noodle. You're using a stick right now. So is that going to hurt? You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm, things like mm-hmm, that. So mm-hmm. now you're, I don't think you're saying no. You're just pausing it. And I put it in their brains to think, okay, let's just think about this a second. Is that, and then. They take care of the rest. But I have older children in my program, so they are capable of, you know, threes. Heck, twos can even think that through, in and my it, opinion. And I think we'll have to get into this in future episodes, but I think one of the, one of the things yeah. that gets in the way of caregivers choosing a yes and mindset over a no mindset is the pile of regulations and policies and procedures that are that are dictated to them or the or or, or their the, perception their perception of, of those them. things and so they are they're petrified with fear and so oh my gosh I can't let you go up the slide because somebody could get hurt maybe well, possibly okay might, so last might is at the, the last word. gig that we did a lady said she's not allowed to let the kids be on their bellies on the swings anymore. Mm. And I said, well, why not? And she said, because it's a licensing reg. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do to you what I do every time this comes up. What page is it on? You know, is this somebody's interpretation? Does it actually say you are not allowed to? So there's a little bit of responsibility, a little bit of homework to your point. Totally. You know, is it is it a real no or is it somebody's personal preference? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and- I love your post, how swings are for, that's a whole different podcast, but bellies, butts, knees. Well, they're feet. for everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, oh, but it no. requires adults around them. You need to, to you need to sit that. you need to sit on your butt and you need yeah, to have a 18 inch resilient surface. Oh my and God. It's just, it's just too there, much. Too much. No, too much. No. And so any other, no, well, and that's just it for p- providers getting no from the state. So if you're getting Congrats. no, you're going to yeah. get no, right? right. You exactly. get what you get. Yeah. 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 It's a hard, it's a hard place to meet. You know what I mean? When you're been told no, and if you're not that I'm a rule breaker, and I'm fortunate that in South Dakota we are really no trusted. rules, no rules in South Dakota. Not compared to other places. Oh, yeah. I mean, really, they it's really still the wild truly, west. You know, yeah, and I'm I'm thankful you for it. You have more autonomy. Yeah, yeah, we very much have a lot of autonomy. Yes, and they they I feel very trusted. I, I, some places I I hear and I'm like. I would feel stifled. I would feel disrespected, quite frankly, um, because it would feel like nobody trusts me to make a common sense decision for each moment or each mm-hmm. occasion. And it's not trusted wrong. to do your job. Right, right. Nice. Any other occupation, people would be like, no way. But some, I feel, just bend over and go, okay, whatever, you know, this is what you say. And they don't fight back come back you know educated with this is why this is okay you know and and so are we saying when when you feel well i can't let the kids do this because 
we, we shouldn't say no to ourselves, I guess. We should, we should do the research and make sure that it's actually in writing. And uh, maybe sometimes when we're told no by regulators or, or other authority figures, we need to maybe even question that and, uh, and push the envelope and do what we feel is right for kids. A little bit of pushback, yes. It's, well, and of course, it's always done professionally. I mean, and I think that's pretty oh, yeah, clear. Absolutely. That's the key. You want to come across there's, professionally. There's always yeah. that sense of, okay, I, I appreciate where you're coming from. You're coming in as my licensing rep or as my whoever, my boss, my director, my owner, my admin, my principal. Tell me a little bit more about where you're coming from. And, and at what time can we have that meeting in a, in a more appropriate environment? Because right now, trying to have this 10-minute dialogue is taking away from my duties of caregiving and paying attention to these children. But I really want to have some conversation about mm-hmm. this. And then that person should write down all the learning they observe or know happens during said activity so they have backing and why this is, I'm right here, and I'm watching right. them, and I'm not why. putting kids in harm's way. Right. I'm not, not paying attention. And, and too many people, I, I, I think, and I would be the same way, I think, if I had, a, I mean, I, I'd be, even though I, I'm very stubborn and all, but if there was a director saying absolutely no, well, I would be out of there, actually. I'd probably get fired, but... Um, yeah, to just go in and stand up for yourself. You're the one in there with the children day to day, and you see, and you know this group, and you know they're trustworthy. You know you can trust them with whatever, you know, again, whatever the idea may be. You, you know what you can't say no to? Tell me. You can't say no to listen to another episode of the Child Care Bar and Girl <laughs> podcast, and, and we'll be back next beautiful. week with a fresh episode. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. See ya. Later. Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio Production. So that leads into 99 other areas. Oh my gosh, yeah. That could go on and on and on and on and on. But no, Lisa, your words have rung loud and clear. That and the environment, set up the environment so you don't, or control the environment so you don't have to control the kid. I live by that rule. Live by it. And the hand washing bucket is, the first time I heard you, I went back and did the shaving cream and glue. And my little Elsie, I'll never forget it, she's a second grader now, was in that bucket, elbow deep. And she looked at me, she goes, I love you, Danita. Thank you. Like, she just needed this messy, it was the most beautiful thing, and that was before I had the hand washing. The hand washing bucket didn't come around until my little Jack started, and he played with Play-Doh like this. With the one, one finger. And his mom was very concerned, sensory issues, all this. She was like, oh, and it's very strong-willed, and all that. She was just, what's going on with this child, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I don't remember even why I have this just odd purple bucket. I don't even know what it's from, but I think we were actually outside, and we did shaving cream stuff and I got that bucket out and filled it up and I said boys and girls this is the hand washing bucket and I set it right beside the table where the shaving cream was bam was elbow deep in shaving cream because he could wash his hands right right there there so I take a picture of that and text it to his mom and I said I don't think you need to worry about Jack anymore and she's like 
I can't believe it. And I said, yeah, it was just a safety net. Yep. He needed, now he claims he, he owns it. He's like, I'm here till pickup time. Every time there's something messing, he, he declares. In fact, today, um, his brother was playing with, I have these things that you go like that, and then this thing flies. And Jack wanted to play with it. Gavin, you need to give me a turn. I said, Jack, Gavin has it right now. He doesn't need to give it you a turn. Damn.